Welcome to another vital message from Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor of Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We're so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the Word. Are you ready for the Word? All right. Let's get to the Word tonight. Tonight we're going to be in part two. We started a series last week on women, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh, wow. Part two, I told you last week that when we got back together this week, I would answer the question, what motivates a woman? What motivates a woman to be good, to be bad, or just plain ugly? You know, what motivates a woman? I, I, I realize I'm well aware, by the way, don't shoot me down. Don't turn that dial. Don't turn me off. Hold on a second. At least listen to me and for the next paragraph, okay? I am well aware of a demonic attempt around our nation and around the world to erase the word woman, even the concept of the uniqueness of women. I'm well aware of that, all right? Uh, <laughs> however, I'm going to make a political statement here. The, the, and, and it's meant to be. But the social pariah of political correctness can never erase the truth. Okay? Political correctness is a social pariah. It, 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 it eats away and it destroys the truth and the foundations when people get afraid to talk about the truth. When people get afraid to talk about something that is real and evident, it begins to erode, you know, uh, 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 our, our society. It, it's, it's unconscionable for us to imagine that, uh, that there's not something different between a man and a woman or that there's not a woman, that women don't exist. There is a difference now, uh, uh, you know, uh, this, is not, this is not a political statement. It's not, uh, it's not even a God statement. This is, a, this is a, a, a Ron Hammond statement. There is a difference between being dumb and stupid. Dumb can be cured by education, okay? But some of the smartest people in the world are stupid. Stupidity is actually trying to discount the truth or the value of God's word, uh, it's, it's especially when you're real smart, especially when you know better. I had to laugh at one of our many U.S. congressionals recently, the congressional hearing uh, and I only heard one part of it, but I had to laugh whenever one of the witnesses was asked by one of our congressmen to explain what he meant by ministrating people. Explain what you mean by birthing people. What, uh, explain so that we, Congress, can understand who it is you're really talking about. What, what, what are you talking about? And he fumbled and fumbled, and the U.S. congressman continued to ask a question, pursuing that, that line of questioning, until finally the man said, well, a woman. And then he dropped his head in shame and looked as though that he had failed to hold the line on the political correctness of the fact that you're not supposed to say woman anymore. Now, if that's not stupid by some of the smartest people in the world, I don't know what's going on. Or maybe they're not the smartest people in the world. I don't know. But to imagine or to equate um, being a woman with being less would be very offensive. And there's no other reason for someone to not want to be called a woman or not call someone else a woman unless they felt as though that a woman, that woman was a derogatory term. 
that somehow woman or women or, or, or female would in some way be saying something offensive or ugly about you or ugly about someone else. Uh, the, you know, if the devil can convince people that being called a woman is offensive, then he has effectively made half of the population of the world offended, especially when they read the Bible. Hello? Because more than 500 times it says woman, women. And so I guess we have to take it off of the best readers list, which has been taken off the best readers list, but never off the best sellers list. You know, it outsells the next top 10, next top 20 books, you know, every second, every minute of every day. Uh, to imagine, you know, that, that there is, you know, that these things would not create some uh, a division, some constant awareness of, 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 a, of, of, of a division that, sh that should be non-existent. There should not be existing a division somehow between men and women that one gender feels superior or one gender feels inferior or one gender feels that the other gender is superior or inferior. That, that's crazy. All that stuff is created by the devil and then gets to the point to where then he wants to say it doesn't exist. And a lot of people are, are mimicking him. Do you know the devil cannot do anything unless he can find someone to parrot what he is saying? He can't do anything by himself unless he can find someone to work with him. He has to find somebody to work with him to bring division, whether it's in a family or whether it's in a community, in a nation, in a church, among friends, because that's just not God's way. You know, the Bible says in Genesis 2, verse 22, then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman and he brought her to the man. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman. I mean, that's right there in the beginning. Okay. She shall be called woman. Guess what I'm going to call her? Woman. Hello. You know what I think you should call her? Woman. Okay. Because she was taken out of man. Now, now both, both, you know, male and, 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 and the female human beings were created by God with some uniqueness. You've got to, you know, there is some uniqueness intended by God in creation. And there is some uniqueness that is intended by God to be preserved in creation. And, and uh, this, this uniqueness should be championed, not disdained. Hello? Oh, come on now, this is good preaching, you know. I know some of your home are shouting glory so loud that your neighbors are, you know, are, are, are hearing it, okay. Uh, um, you know, uh, we all need to just take a step back. You know, it profits no one except the devil to rail against the truth. We need to step back, we need to take a deep breath, and we need to stop letting the devil control the narrative. And we need to stop being afraid that we're not politically correct because we say or write or use the term woman uh, or, 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 or women. You know, who, who benefits? I mean, who, who's, who's keeping all this stirred up? Who is, who, who is stirring things up? Who is it? 
You know, who's trying to distract us from the souls that are lost and dying and going to hell and the people that are, that are needing, you know, uh, just a kind word and a, and, and a loving, caring uh, embrace? Well, it's the devil. Who benefits from us being divided? Only, only Satan. That's all, okay? And so let's just choose today, you know, uh, 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 women, young women, especially young women, listen, don't embrace that idea that if someone refers to you as a female or as a lady or as a woman, that they mean something offensive by it. Just decide you're not going to be offended. I'm not, I'm not offended whenever I mansplain. I mansplain all the time. You know, Brenda women explains all the time. Hello? It happens. It just shouldn't be offensive. Okay? There's no reason for it to, 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 to divide people. And, um, you know, we're in the middle of a worldwide revival. And the devil is doing his best by all means to distract and divide. He wants to stop what God is doing. That's just, you know. So, with the intended and created uniqueness of woman in mind... Uh, let's pick up where we left off last week. And last week I left us with a question because we were right in the middle. And if you missed last week, let me encourage you, you can go back online. You can go to our archives. You can find it at cotr.com. Uh, uh, those of you here, you can find it at our, on our uh, app. You can find it, you know, uh, you can find it at church online. Go back and look at it so that you can catch up on part one last week. Uh, because what we're going to be doing, we're going to be looking at some women in the Bible who were good, some women who were bad, and some women who were pure evil, okay? We generally, most of the time, talk and uh, read in the Bible and talk about uh, men. Many times we are left with a lot of male subjects in the Bible, like Paul and the apostle Peter and John and, uh, you know, uh, many times, you know, the kings and, you know, and, and, the, and the prophets and, and most of the judges. Most of the time we are left hearing sermons about men. And it's been 12 years this month since I did a series on women. And I realized that uh, recently as I was, uh, you know, was asking God, what would you have me share? And it seemed to be a good time to, to replay some of these truths in the world that we live in just so we can understand, uh, uh, you know, what God expects from us. Uh, men, what God expects from us. Uh, women, what God expects from us. And so that we can appreciate and we can have some correct perspective. Perspective is very, very important. If you do not have the correct perspective, then you're going to end up with a narrative that is skewed because you're going to be seeing it through the filter and through the lens of something that you've bought into or perhaps some past event that you have experienced, uh, maybe abuse or, or, or neglect, abandonment, or uh, you know, uh, the, the dipped grief. The difficult things that people face in life, sometimes they see the next season of their life through those lens, through that filter, and it skews uh, things. You know, uh, 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 Mark Hansen and I, our, our, our keyboard player, uh, you know, he, were, he and I were talking 
before service and, and just talking and we, we, we realize that, you know, you, you, can't, you, you can't just, you know, do something today drastic, trying to fix a problem that, that you know, our nation or that you may have experienced years ago. You can't just do something today to fix a past problem when you're doing something today is going to create a future problem. Does that make sense? Okay. Uh, let me see if I can, uh, you know, uh, uh, Mark was talking to me about something uh, that was going on in his world, and, and uh, that's his story to tell. But, you know, you just, just suffice it to say that you cannot, you know, presently cre create a problem for the future based on something that happened in the past. You know, you, you need to not let the past create your, peasant, your, 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 your present problems. And so with these things in mind, uh, I'll answer the question now. What motivates a woman? Well, it's simple. You know, what motivates a woman to be good, to be bad, or to just, uh, you know, be plain ugly? Well, uh, a woman is motivated by what she believes, what she hopes, or what she wants for the future. And it's pretty much that simple. We'll look at several women in the Bible to establish this as a foundation so that we together can, can survey what we believe, what we want, you know, what we hope, what do we want for our future. Because that's pretty much... Uh, you know, what motivates a woman is, is, is a, a woman is motivated by what she believes, hopes, or wants for the future, which is often based solely on her moment. It makes her make a decision in a moment. I'll explain this more as, as, as we go along, but let me give you a couple of examples. We looked at Eve last week, a good woman, good woman. You know, you don't have to be a bad person to make a bad mistake. You know, Eve was a perfect woman. You know, go back and, and listen to last week's again. Uh, she was God's perfect choice. She was not a bad woman. She was a good woman. She was the woman that God chose to be the mother of all living. And she made a bad mistake, made a bad decision. You know, Eve was a good woman who in her moment, she believed that she was acting in the best interest to facilitate the future that she imagined. Uh, take Rahab. Rahab, who was a harlot. Rahab was a good woman. She hoped that she was acting in the best interest for the future that she wanted. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about her again in a moment. Jezebel. Jezebel was an evil woman. She was just a plain ugly woman. And uh, she, however, believed that she was acting in the best interest to bring about the future that she wanted. That's what motivated her. She was motivated by the future she wanted. And she acted accordingly. Her actions were dominated and controlled and governed by what she believed, hoped, and wanted for her future. Bathsheba was a good woman she believed that she was acting in the best interest for her future. 
She made a bad mistake, made a critical mistake, and she joined in with someone else who was making a bad mistake, but God did not forsake them. God continued with them. God continued to choose them every day. God continued to use them every day. She was not, you know, uh, she was, she's a grandmother of Jesus. Abigail. Abigail was a good woman, but Abigail made a decision based upon what she wanted for the future. Uh, you might say, who are some of these women? Well, you can read about them in the Bible. J.L. J.L. was a good woman. She made a decision based upon what she believed was in her best interest for the future that she wanted. Delilah. Delilah was a bad woman. Delilah, however, made her decision based upon what she believed was best for her in light of what she wanted for her future. She wanted money. She wanted security. She wanted, you know, <laughs> you know, and she made her decisions based upon what she believed was best, based upon what she believed would accomplish what she wanted for her future. Now, it's pretty simple. The good, the bad, and the ugly. They all make decisions based upon what they believe, what they hope, and what they want for their future. How do I get the future I want? Now, uh, uh, you know, it's evident that not all of them wanted the right future. Not all of them did what they did with the best of heart. But they made decisions. Uh, you know, uh, so much depends on what a woman believes and hopes and what she wants for the future. The future she wants completely controls the moments she encounters. Now, listen, uh, this, is, this is very plain, and it should play into your life. It, you know, uh, it, it, it does. This explains so many things to me. But the reality is, is the future that a woman wants completely dominates and controls her moments and her decisions because of a future she wants, you know? And if the future changes, then, then her moment, she can definitely decide to go a different direction. Uh, it, it's, it's, you know, uh, take a woman who's being abused. Take a woman who's being abused by her husband. Do you know many women suffer abuse, physical abuse, verbal abuse, sexual abuse? Many women uh, experience abuse and yet stay in that relationship because of the future they want. And they believe that, that this is the best way to achieve the future that I want. I want a family. I want, I, I want a future. I want a marriage. I want a husband. And therefore, they decide to make a decision to stay in an abusive relationship because of the future they want. And they believe and hope that they're making the best decision to accomplish their goals. That's, it's, you know, what, what the woman wants for her children. Many times decisions, the moment, the decision is made, the moment 
is dominated by what I want for my children. Many times the, 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 the moment is dominated by what do I want my children to think about me? What do I want them to remember about me? Many times, uh, you know, the moment is dominated by, 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 by uh, you know, uh, what is going to put me in a better or a more secure position to accomplish what I'm hoping to accomplish in life? Many times decisions are made, the moment is dominated uh, by, by uh, uh, what a woman wants for her future. Does she want love, sex, money, power, position? Those things motivate people. The desire to protect the future she wants is so strong in a woman's life. I believe it's stronger in a woman's life and more dominant in a woman's life than it is in a man's life. I see more women enduring situations, whether it's at job, in their job, in their workplace, whether it's at, at, at home, in their relationships, whether it's with their children, and, and, and the back talking, the fussing, the fighting, the hitting, the slapping, the cussing. Putting up with it. Imagining that this is the best way to accomplish the goal I want. Let me tell you, God gave women this indomitable spirit to work toward a future that they believe in that they want. Not everyone is working for the future that God wants. You know, we'll talk about some of these ladies later in our series as well. You know, uh, you know but show me a woman that wants to please God. Show me a woman that her number one desire is to please God. She'll be committed to that and, and it will dominate her moments and will dominate her decisions she will make decisions based upon what do I believe will please God? What do I feel? What do I hope for my future? I want to please God. That, that, that controls and dominates. I don't want to fail God. Or, or, or show me a woman bent on revenge. Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned, by the way. Show me a woman that's bent on revenge. Hello? I have never seen housewives from wherever, but... Uh, you know, uh, but talk about drama. I don't know. Uh, you know, uh, something about the dress. I haven't seen that one either. Or uh, what, what, what is it? What I, I don't know. Or, or the, uh, uh, um, what is it? Brides. It's, huh? Bridezillas or uh, mother-in-laws, whatever it was. I don't know. There's been, there's been so many programs. And listen, right now I won't ask you to lift your hands and don't lift your hands. But I can imagine... A lot of people watch those series and it is all about drama based upon the decisions they're making because of the future they want to achieve. And Hollywood's capitalized on that. You know, uh, is a woman jealous? Is she insecure? What does she want for her future and how does she believe that she can help to make that happen? You see, because a woman is going to work for something she believes in. Even if it's just her. Hello? Even if it's just what I want or some cause. Woo. You know, in the, years, in the years that I would get these radio calls on my radio and I would turn on my lights and seldom my siren, but sometimes just to get through a crowd or something and, and run over and, uh, you know, uh, and, and go to some domestic disturbance. Do you know who I watched out for? 
It wasn't that, you know, big old burly guy that is, you know, slinging everybody around. It was that woman there. I have been assaulted, beat up, scratched, hair pulled, kicked, bit by so many people trying to arrest the guy that was beating the heck out of them. <laughs> it's, it's interesting. It is very, very interesting. Uh, whatever she's committed to is going to dominate and control her life. She's, going, she's committed to a future that she uh, believes you know, she wants, whether it's God or family or career, social work, marriage, or selfish desires. And she will go outside of the lines and she will... He has a, a, an ability to convince herself that what she wants is best and, 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 and her perspective is truth. We see this all throughout the Word of God. This is not something I'm making up and it's not something that I... I mean, uh, uh, women are much more uh, uh, you know, uh, powerful, I believe, than men. If she believes it's best, she will eat that proverbial apple and she'll give it to her husband and you better know he'll eat it too. Hello? If she believes it's best, she will hide the spies, betray her country, and lie about it to her king. We're talking Rahab, by the way, who became the grandmother of Jesus. Uh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm glad only God can judge a person. Because in many of our books, she would have exempted herself right there. And all along the way, so many people would. But I don't find any perfect people. If you ever find a, a church filled with perfect people, just, just don't join it. You will mess it up. When a woman is committed to what she believes, she will go against the wishes of her husband if she believes that it will save him, even if she's wrong, even if it ends up killing him. Yeah. Abigail. Okay. Go against the wishes of her husband, thinking she's going to save him and ends up killing him. Wow. You know, if she's committed, uh, you know, uh, she's committed to what she believes. And, and, and listen, uh, she will entertain the enemy in hopes that she can stop the war. That's what Jael did. Uh, a woman that, you know, committed to what she believes, if she happens to believe the wrong thing, you know, she'll trick a man into telling her his secrets. And uh, if it'll help her get what she wants, get his hair cut. A woman will endure abuse, as I said, hoping it might save her family. If that's what her future, if that's what she wants her future to be. During the days of Abraham, it's about... 2,000 years before Christ, there was a man named Lot. You may remember Lot. If you've not read the story in Genesis along about chapter 19, you know, it's, 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 it's an interesting read. And uh, um, Lot moved into Sodom, you know, the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. You probably have heard about those. And, 
And uh, Lot had two daughters and a wife. They were living there. And one day it came to God's attention and God sent angels down to see if the town was really as wicked as, 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 as heaven had heard. And if so, they were going to destroy the town. And so uh, because a Lot was connected with Abraham and was Abraham's nephew, uh, they, when they got to town, they ran into Abraham and, and Abraham put them up in his house. And through a series of events, it became necessary for the angels to tell Abraham, his wife, and his daughters to leave leave town immediately and they got them outside the city and they told don't anyone look back and uh, you know uh, the, the, you know it rained down, uh, you know, hell and brimstone and fire on the towns and just destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. And, you know, his wife looked back and, 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 and saw what was going on and saw something that she was not supposed to see. I don't know what that is, but I mean, she just mineralized right there. Boom. Okay. I don't know how that happened, but it happened. And so Lot and, the, and, and, and his two daughters go on to a town called Zor. And when they get to Zor, they are really afraid because most likely they saw some sin in that city too, which you see sin in every city. And they thought God's going to destroy this one too. And so they ran to the mountains and went into a cave, began living in a cave. You might, you might know the story. You might have read it. It's not a story that's preached on very much because it makes very little sense to the, to, to the mind. It makes very little, you know, uh, it, it, it's just a touchy subject because it deals with incest. Because these two girls living in a cave with their father, they believe, they believe that there's no other men on the face of the earth. God has already destroyed the cities and killed everybody else. They don't, there's, there's, there's not another man. Now what they're believing is wrong, but that's what they believe. And so they feel also some responsibility. They feel responsible for carrying on you know, the, for, for, you know, repopulating the earth, carrying on the, the, the generations, carrying on their, 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 you know, the, the lineage of their father. They feel responsible, and yet there are no other men, and they don't know what to do, so they conspire and come up with an idea, and the, older, uh, the, the oldest uh, uh, daughter tells, tells, tells her sister, listen, uh, the, this, this is the deal. We've got to do something, and I'm believing they were right, believe the, a future that they not only wanted, but a future they thought God wanted. And so they conspire because they know their daddy's not going to agree with it. And so they decide, let's get him drunk. So they get him drunk and the oldest one sleeps with him that night and she becomes pregnant. And the next day she tells her sister and she says, let's get him drunk again tonight and you sleep with him. And then we can accomplish, you know, uh, the will of God for, for, for mankind. You know, I'm, 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 I'm uh, dramatizing this, but you read it and see what you get out of it. And so they both end up pregnant. And uh, you, you, you can, you can um, read about it, but you know, it's in Genesis 19, we'll read verse 36, 37, and 38. The Bible says, uh, thus were both the daughters of Lot with child by their father. And the firstborn bare a son and called his name Moab. And the same is the father of the Moabites unto this day. And the younger, she also bare a son and called his name Ben-Ami. Uh, and uh, the same is the father of the children of Ammon unto this day. Now, now for the rest of the story here, okay. The firstborn bears a son and calls his name Moab. The same is the father of the Moabites. Well, who are the Moabites? How do they figure into history? Well, you may remember one of the most famous women in the Bible, a good woman, even though she did some questionable things. Her name is Ruth. 
And the Bible tells us that Ruth was a Moabitess. Ruth descended from this incestuous relationship with Lot, drunk daddy, and his eldest daughter. There's no other way to read this, but read it right straight out of the Bible. I'm not making this up, and I'm not trying to use this for shock value. I'm trying to explain that, that women have this ability to create a truth and a narrative based upon what they believe is best for the future. Here are two good young ladies, not bad young ladies, that nonetheless make this unconscionable decision this, this, you know, based upon uh, what they believed, what they felt responsible for, what they believed their future should look like, and they end up, you know, doing what we cannot imagine, and not one of us can, can imagine that this was God's best. But anything given to God, whether it's past mistakes or whether it's, whether it's a current situation that you just, you know, believe you're doing the best, Giving it to God, God will make something happen that all things work together for good to those who love God and those who are called according to his purpose. He doesn't start exempting people and throwing them out of his plan. He makes the plan around them and he uses them in the plan because Ruth, a Moabitess that came from this relationship, Ruth becomes the wife of Boaz and they have a son named Obed, and Obed has a son named Jesse, and Jesse has a son named David, who becomes the king of Israel, through which lineage Jesus came. Now, don't tell me that God does not have a plan beyond your last worst mistake or beyond someone else's problem. What motivates a woman to be good, bad, or ugly? Well, what she believes, what she hopes what she wants for her future. I believe women are the most influential people group on earth. While it's very important for every one of us to consider what motivates us, what we believe, what we want, what we hope, what we have determined our future should look like, we need to check it up. We need to throw our future and what we have decided about our future, what we want for our future, the way that we think we need to get to the future, the way that we think that everybody else needs to do so that we can have, and, what, and all that. We, we need to leave those things in the hands of God and throw it up against his word, his will, and his way. If it does not agree with the word of God, if it does not agree with the will of God, and his will is always redemptive. And, you, and, and, and redemption is a fairly straight line. It's not, oh, well, I'll wait and drive in circles for 10 years and, 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 and you know, and hide by, you know. Listen, redemption is a fairly straight line. And we have a part to play. We get closer, not farther away from the problems that need to be fixed. His word, his will, and his way, and his way is pretty plain. His way is to be like Jesus. Okay. Loving, forgiving, including, not divisive. Thanks again for joining us for another relevant word from Pastor Ron Hammonds. Visit cotr.com and subscribe to our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well, Receive more encouraging messages from our pastor and details of the work we're doing both in our community 
and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.